coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida. You're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We are a weekly podcast with new episodes coming out every Tuesday afternoon, which you can listen to whenever you feel like it, because it's a podcast, and hopefully you'll subscribe and give us a good review on iTunes or wherever you like to listen. On today's show, Kevin and I will be talking about an email we received from a restaurant customer that showed up three minutes after lunch service ended. They couldn't get lunch and will never go back. We asked some industry people what they thought and got some polarized responses. Our guests today are the owner and chef from Sola Bistro and Wine Bar, Tigran Kachiturian and Artem Kucherenko. We have an upcoming new series called Ask the Chef, where listeners can send in questions that will be answered on air by a local chef. Please send your chef questions to ask at stpetersburgfoodies.com. After that, we'll play our music segment, open our lunchbox, share our tip of the week, and have a gluten-free wrap-up. All of that is coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. So grab a snack, pour a drink, and relax while we serve up the show. Last month, I mentioned that I decided that a nada was the perfect choice for Kevin's birthday dinner, and it certainly was. We hadn't had a cheese and charcuterie board in quite some time because we'd been so intent on getting through the rest of the menu. I had forgotten how spectacular they are. Wouldn't you agree, honey? They have amazing cheese and charcuterie boards. Actually, that's what they became famous for and what everybody usually thinks about with Anata. Yeah. I mean, we dove into that delectable selection of cheese, charcuterie, and accompaniments that go with them so fast and just couldn't stop coming up with different concoctions to sample. That thing was gone really quickly. Yeah, you're really good at figuring out how to make different combinations of things, so I just copy you. Yes, I love putting the Dijon mustard and the honey with different cheeses and such, and I almost forgot, oh, the dark chocolate too. It was so good. Not to mention, it's a work of art when it arrives at your table. Anada is definitely one of our favorite restaurants downtown and a huge local's favorite as well, for every day and for every special occasion. So if you haven't been lately, I encourage you to do so for their unparalleled wine selection, cheese and charcuterie, and creative and scrumptious flatbreads, pastas, entrees, and specials. You really must go to Anada. Anada Restaurant and Wine Bar is located at 300 Beach Drive. They open every day at 4 o'clock. I got an email from a customer that was flabbergasted at this situation. A place ends lunch at 3 and starts dinner at 5. In between, they stay open with bar snacks only. The customer arrived at 3.03 and couldn't believe that they couldn't order something from the lunch menu because they were only three minutes late. They say they are never going back. 
And by the way, this is a new place that's only been open for a few months. Yeah, it seems just absolutely ludicrous that they would get so upset over that. So we asked, we're going to keep everybody in. We're going to keep the place, the customers, and the industry people that give us their responses anonymous. Yes. So here's some of the responses we got. It's interesting that they didn't all agree. One of the first ones we got comes from a bartender in downtown St. Pete and owner. And he said, I won't even sit down somewhere if it's less than 45 minutes to close, but I probably overdo it. Some people are the worst. Another response was, they are stupid. Next time they will say, oh, it's only seven minutes past, then only 10, then 11, and so on and so on. I would be firm about the time. Yeah, and that's so true when you think about it. People just will continue to push the envelope if you allow that to happen. I mean, it's just human nature. Right, and, and I think the situation probably uh, has to do with they have a completely different menu for lunch and dinner. They have to clean up the lunch stuff, put away lunch, and then start preparing dinner. So when the people that do show up right at five for dinner want to be able to get dinner right at five, so right, everything's ready. Right. So they have a changeover of the kitchen and changeover of staff. Right. It can throw the kitchen completely out of whack. Here's another one. It's shitty to show up less than 30 minutes before close. It's even shittier to not tip well or take your time. Apparently, I think that must have happened to her at some point. Yeah, it was a crappy situation. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, This other one said, um, I think that closing time is when we stop seating. So if we close at midnight, then you can sit down at midnight and enjoy your dinner. If I wanted to stop seating at 1130, I would say we close at 1130. The hour lag between lunch and dinner is an unfortunate decision that that place made, but probably necessary to keep it unique just starting out small business. The consumer needs to decide if they want whatever they want, whenever they want it, or a unique small business experience. If you want to have lunch 10 minutes after lunch ends, go to Chili's. Small business often has to be very careful when it comes to expenses. So she kind of was going both ways on that a little bit. Yeah, I think she's actually a a restaurant owner. Another one, this sounds a lot like my place, and everyone is still not used to the concept of a place being open in between lunch and dinner with a limited menu instead of just a hard close between the two. We make exceptions all the time for people who are a few minutes late, but it still makes people angry that we even switch a menu in the first place between lunch and dinner and also dinner and late night. Honestly, a lot of people that show up the the last 15 minutes we are open are hospitality too, for the most part, and it's not fun to get a rush at the end of the night, but it's part of the industry, and everyone takes care of each other, so it all works out in the end. And it really, it wasn't this gentleman's restaurant. I did respond to him to let him know that 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 was the case. Um, But yes, I I agree with him and all that. Um, Another one we had was, Perhaps by politely explaining that you close for lunch at three and maybe giving a brief brief explanation so they understand, but that you're willing to make an exception since they didn't know, and it's only three minutes after all, this could have resulted in a grateful and regular customer instead of the current outcome. And here's another one that is of the opposite opinion. Closed is closed. If you went to Publix at 9.03 and they closed at 9, they would absolutely not serve you in any way. The restaurant was closed for lunch, full stop. By threatening to never go back again, the patron just kind of makes themselves look like a narcissistic jackass. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of true. And that's true about Publix. They close at nine and those doors close right at nine o'clock. But I mean, there can be people still in there wondering about paying for their stuff if they got there before nine, but. Right. Yeah. Um, Another one we have. 
three minutes after? Yeah, sure. Technically, the guest is wrong, but good luck making that point on her Yelp review. Answer seems simple. You beg the line to bang out one more egg Benny for the broad who never has this problem in Michigan. And you smile and take her money. It's kind of our job to be amazing hosts. It's a shitty job, but we chose not to use our college degrees. So here we are. Yeah. And last one. Sure, at 3.03, you're only a little late. But by the time they sat, ordered drinks, couldn't make up their mind on what they wanted, etc., it's probably 3.10 to 3.15 before they actually order. And depending on how long they have for a menu change, how big their kitchen is, that could seriously mess up the kitchen flow. Why do they think closing times exist? Just so the restaurant who wants their business can, come, can make them mad? Please. We want to get what you want, but sometimes we just can't. No need to go crying to Yelp when you don't get your way. Yeah, it's pretty sad if, if people actually go crying to Yelp over stuff like that, but I'm sure that they do. Yeah, I think it happens a lot. And so my personal opinion is I think the customer was out of line by going off the deep end, will never go back. I could see, I, I guess it depends on the situation. I think the customer was way too extreme and way too entitled. However, I know there have been times in my past where I probably showed up right before closing and I was starving. We did do that one time and at begged, Park, Park Shore and begged for meatballs at the bar. But we, but, we were, but we didn't do it in an entitled way. We asked nicely, politely, and kind of begged, and we got some food, and we were very grateful. Yes. But if they would have said, sorry, everything's already put away, da-da-da-da-da, I would have said, okay, my bad. No, we would have completely understood. And we know we were being jackasses getting there that late, but we'd woken up for a late nap, I think it was, that night. Yeah. So We're starting our new Facebook group next week called St. Petersburg Jackasses. <laughs> so we'd love to hear your thoughts, too. You can send us an email at info at stpetersburgfoodies.com, leave a comment on our webpage at stpetersburgfoodies.com, or comment on social media at any of our uh, sites on Facebook or on Instagram. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Today we are joined by the owner and the chef from Sola Bistro and Wine Bar on St. Pete Beach. Please welcome to the show Tigran Kachdorian and Artem Kucherenko. Welcome, guys. Hey, guys. Hey welcome, guys. guys. Did I get that right? Yes. Oh, good. Yes, good job. Thank, <laughs> and thanks for bringing alcohol. What? Yes. That's not alcohol. Oh, shh. Oh. <laughs> it's a tradition. That's what it we is. brought. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And what, what was that again? This one is Vino Verde. Vino Verde. So I know I heard that you have a tradition of bubbly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vino Verde is not quite bubbly, but they do add some effervescence, and it's quite it's easy delicious. to drink, very, very light. It's good to drink in the mornings. Yes. Yeah, because you said it's only 9% alcohol, so we can't That's get it. too plastered here. Right. It's quite tasty. <laughs> yes. You guys are... As we said, from Sola Bistro and Wine Bar, we'll get more into how awesome and unique Sola is in a bit. And also, just we should congratulate you. Last month, Yelp came out with their top 50 places to eat in Tampa Bay, and Sola ranked number seven. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. They're very yeah, proud. Yeah, that's awesome. You guys have some interesting last names that Lori pronounced quite well, right? Yes. She had to do it because I couldn't. She didn't practice at all. Right. And I couldn't get it right, so we had to hand that to her. So, uh, Tig, you're from Armenia, and Art, you're from, from Russia. 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 Yes. And there might be a joke there, but I'm going to let it go, because we don't get into <laughs> politics on this show. No. <laughs> There's no collusion that happens. No. Here. 
<laughs> so uh, I guess each of you individually, obviously, when did you come to the U.S.? What prompted you to do so? And yeah. did you come to St. Pete first? Well, I'll start since I was here longer. Uh, I came in 2000. It's, you know, there, there, there's this program, Work and Travel USA. So there's a lot of students that kind of take the opportunity, speak English-speaking students, take mm-hmm. the opportunity to come visit and see if it's something that they like. And that's what I did in 2000. And nice. obviously I liked it. Obviously. Um, yeah. So I, did, I lived a little bit shortly in Maryland, shortly. But I had okay. some friends already in St. Pete and moved down here. And You came as a student originally? Mm-hmm. Yes. What, what were you studying? English. English. I'm a, I'm a teacher of English and German. Nice. Oh, that's great. Arts teacher of... French and English. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's great. And we like food. So did you meet your wife here? Mm-hmm. Because well, you got married in 2011? We got married in 2011, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to... Remember that? Um, I, I did research. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we met online. So oh, really? I, I moved. Even though I'm from Armenia, I lived in Russia, went to college in Russia, then I came to US, and then I met her online, and she was in Armenia. So I had to go back to Armenia. <laughs> and so uh, she was in Armenia. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. And what online? We're in the same city I was born. How that's crazy! What online dating site? It wasn't a dating site. Oh, it was okay. like a, it's a, it's called Vkontakte. It's like a Russian uh, version of Facebook. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Second, uh, uh, second husband and wife, co-owners of a restaurant that that have met online. The Ben yeah. Stocks. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. yeah. Il Retorno. Yeah. J date. J date. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Art? I came here when, in 2006. Uh, with the same program as a student and back then I didn't know much where I'm going and why I'm going you know but it, it just happened that I ended up here in St. Pete and I started to work in a culinary field and then just started everything just started to come together because I've been cooking uh, back home you know cooking with my grandmothers mothers you know, always hanging out in the kitchen. So, so you were cooking for a long time be- before you came here? Yes. <laughs> Tig, did you originally come to St. Pete? Maryland. Oh, Maryland. I'm sorry. You yeah, said yes. a little bit. For like right. a half a year. Oh, and then what brought you here? I had some friends that were already living here. Okay. So, and I came and it was nice. I, I still don't like the summers. I hate the summers. Oh, I do too. People are surprised right. that I live we, here. We live here for the winters. <laughs> yes, right. that's it. We live here for the three months of right. the year. If we get that much. Yeah. So I don't know. How did you guys meet? Huh, so uh, the funny thing is we actually are from the same university. I in, saw that. In Russia. When I was researching today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we did meet here. We didn't know each other back then because he's younger. You know, I graduated in 2000 and he started. And I started in 2002. Wow. Yeah. So, but also different uh, departments, different fac- faculties. Right. Uh, but we worked at the Russian restaurant on St. Pete Beach for a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, actually, for quite a bit. St. <laughs> Petersburg Nights. Right. Just a little bit. Yeah. And that's what that's where we met. You know. And then that's how we realized that we went to the same school together. Mm-hmm. And, right. Yeah. And then. And then it was friendship. Perfect. But Artem, you worked at uh, Del Mar for a while, correct? Yes. Okay. And was that prior to working at? That was, uh, well, the, the Russian restaurant was mm-hmm. my uh, first place 
that I actually worked uh, professionally on the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And that was my that was my start. That was my school, I would say. Mm -hmm. You know, and then when I left it, because I didn't didn't have any much any more room to grow. Mm -hmm. You know, and I wanted to learn new things. I wanted to, you know, study something new, look for other places. And then I started to work at Del Mar, Trees, Noble Crust. Mm -hmm. And then we had an opportunity to open our own place, which we always dreamed of. Right. You know, and the opportunity came and we just, you know. So you guys had been talking about this from oh, back yeah. at the oh, time yeah. when you worked oh, yeah. together? Yeah. Yeah, we knew it's going to happen. So how did we, that? We played restaurant at home. <laughs> <laughs> so how did it end up coming about? It's like a perfect timing. Mm -hmm. And then in my mind, it was perfect space. Because right. what now is Solo used to be Cafe Luna for 10 years. And it was my favorite restaurant on St. Pete Beach, Cafe mm -hmm. Luna, back then, of course. And, of course. And, then, and when it was just, it was just, it was all working together. You know, we were, we still are, had our jobs. He was at Noble Cross. That was at, at that point, that was at Sea Turtle. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. investors, time, place, everything comes together. And all our friends that pushed us, because they've known for years that we want to do it, and they, they were just like, look, just, just jump over. Right. If you fall, don't worry about it. You know, you'll right. get up and move on. So were you doing front of house or back of house? I was always front of the house. Okay, that's always. what I think. I, I, I was my, always back of the house. Right, yeah. right. So that's why it works. Yeah, my, my, I mean, my, I had the <laughs> back of the house experience at Bennigan's. Okay. And I'm very grateful, actually, because that corporate training was good. Mm -hmm. You know, that the, uh, what do you, well, the cross training, cross mm -hmm. training, they called it. You know, you were right. supposed to, that you come in on your bartending shift and they would pull you off the bar, say, oh, you were washing dishes today. Okay, so I'm going right. to not make my $200 an hour. I'm going to make uh, $7 an hour. Right. <laughs> but it worked. But you get to learn what other people Go through oh, yeah. the, the their experience. Yeah, you could understand. Yeah. You could understand better. You know, every everything that's happening. So, yeah. right. What drove you to say I want to have a restaurant? I grew up in a family where food is really important. Where the kitchen is like the center of the house. So even even though when I moved to U.S., I didn't know anything about cooking. Once I was here by myself, mm -hmm. you know, and I had to start cooking for myself. And then, you know, TV shows and books <laughs> and working in the restaurant business and talking to cooks and chefs that I used to work with. That's what just slowly got me into it. And then we started cooking at home. Mm -hmm. We would cook at home everything, everything. The way that, that I look at Sola Bistro and Wine Bar is it's a playground for adventurous eaters on the one hand. But if you are an adventurous eater and you're... Partner. Mate, partner is not the regular menu that you guys keep pretty much pretty steady has what the non-adventure seater might call normal food and there's a bunch of really really good stuff on the menu but then the specials are where the adventure seater is going to have a blast we're going to take a quick break and when we come back i want to find out how you guys collaborate together with the restaurant and i want to talk about some of the awesome food and right. wine and wine huh. cool well, We'll be right back. When you think of engine number nine, what do you typically think of, Kevin? Amazing burgers. Yes. Very creative, very inventive, kick-ass burgers. 
but they also have a great New Orleans-inspired other half of the menu. Remember the gumbo I had recently? Ooh, that was really good and nice and spicy. I was surprised you finished it. I know. The roux is just so flavorful and delicious. Besides the gumbo, they also have jambalaya, a few sriracha dishes, and the hot dogs are awesome. And you can't forget the best fried pickles in town, and I am talking pickle spears. Yeah, I've seen you eat those pickles for your whole meal. Yeah, for my birthday once, remember? But what we're trying to say is check out engine number nine for your favorite burger and so much more. Yes, you will love engine number nine. They're in downtown St. Pete on the corner of First Ave North and MLK. And try the Black Flag Burger and the Chili Dog. You can thank me later. Engine, engine number nine, going down the railroad line. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Uh, on break, we opened another bottle. Thank you for that, Tig. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. cheers. And yes, and speaking of which, uh, you, you guys have a pretty good wine selection, eclectic, unique, and you seemed like you know some stuff about wine. Uh, I, I would thank you. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't think I know enough yet, so that's, that, that's why I think that drinking more helps. Tasting more helps. Tasting right? more helps. Yes. But uh, yeah, we try to, just like with our food, we try to find some stuff that's not everywhere else. So you, you'll see... You know, Lebanon, and you'll see Macedonia and Greece and South Africa, which is actually not that rare now. Armenia, obviously, because that's mm-hmm. where I'm from, on our, on our wine list or on our wine features, because that's what we like to do. Yes, and you're always very enthusiastic. Well, about everything, but I mean, the wine, we come in and you already have something in mind that you can't wait to show us that we've <laughs> never seen before. Right, right. And, and we, we always love it. I think there was one time that there we had one we had two different ones right. and and the one that you liked better Lori thought the other one was better yes. it was pig pool pig i also pool. i also have a very good memory yeah uh, pig pool <laughs> uh, it was a pig pool de pinet uh no it was it's great cuz i ended up drinking it well that's what you always say you're like <laughs> if do. you don't like it then i'll drink it yes that's it yeah and it's and it's, it's almost kind of like a a, a mini party at sola it at is. least whenever we go you have a crowd there at the bar. We normally sit at one of the back table that's close to the bar so we're, mm-hmm. we can see. But everybody always seems to be having fun, laughing, smiling, and you are kind of like the ringmaster. Well, it's the idea of a bistro, if you think about it. Right. That, that's the reason why we actually called it Sola Bistro. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the bistro is a place where you want to go in your neighborhood if you don't feel like cooking. Where you, when it's like Cheers. You I was know? just going to say yeah, Cheers. It's, yeah. it's where yeah. everybody knows you. It's you go there. You can go there just for a glass of wine or for food or for just company if you just feel like it. You know, or watch a hockey game. Really. <laughs> well, the so last time it. we were there, it was like we we arrived pretty early as we usually do but then that bar just started filling up with your locals and they love you yeah. i mean and we reserve the bar seats that's that's, that's another awesome. thing you know it's the first time guests are kind of appalled they're like no you can't reserve a bar seat <laughs> but it's a small restaurant that's surviving on not surviving but it's it, it's for the locals right it's so right if it the thrives, local wants, yeah, so if the local Locals, regulars, they want to reserve a bar seat or a table. That's what they get. That's right. It. Well, when, when the tourists go home, the locals are still here. Yes, that's it. Exactly. And Nada does the same thing. Oh, yeah. 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 They are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I love seeing them at Sola too. How do you guys work together for the restaurant as far as, I mean, obviously you're out front, uh, art, art is in the back making amazing food, but you both have unique experiences. Well, unique to, I guess, the typical American, which is why you guys have a lot of stuff that we don't find at any other restaurants around here. But how, how do you guys, like, where do you work together and where do you say, okay, that's you and this is me? Does Art come up with the dishes and then you talk about... We, well, I think we just have our mindset in the same, in the same direction. We're thinking the same stuff, the same, uh, the same ingredients. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we like to shop for the things rather than ordering something like that you don't see. We like to uh, go in a you know local produce stores and you know fish markets, this and that. And when we see things, when we know what's fresh, what's what's not, what we like and what we don't, then we figure out, oh, this would be good. That's you know our kind of things. Right. And we like to we like to play with it, or we like to you know add it to the to the specials. Mm-hmm. And that's how it, that's how soul get born. Mm-hmm. Right. Your specials are always amazing. They're yeah, inventive and you. creative. And yeah, my advice to any listeners that have not been to Sola and want to go: if you're not an adventurous eater, go to Sola's website and look at the menu. If you are an adventurous eater, go to Sola's Facebook and look at what the specials are. That's right. <laughs> Very good advice, That's honey. good. <laughs> I didn't think about that myself. Yeah, there you go. Like on, on the regular menu, uh, some of my favorites, the, the shrimp and polenta, which is kind of like shrimp and grits, mm-hmm. similar. The uh, the figs and chorizo, the, the pate, that changes on yeah. a regular basis based on what you guys have. And yes. beca- that's made in-house based on what you guys... Yes, everything yeah. is made in-house. Mm-hmm. The, the bucatini alla carbonara... Rabbit cacciatore, rabbit might be getting, starting to get to the adventurous side a little bit, but that's on the regular menu. Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting wabbits. (laughs) Some of the recent specials we have for the adventurous eater, whole fish. That's not way out there, but you know, frog legs. The photo looks delicious. It looks like veal to me. At least in the photo. It's very tender. <laughs> now, I don't even know if I'm saying this right. The, the per, Perseves? Perseves, yeah. They, 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 they look weird. I will admit that. <laughs> but they're, they're crustaceans that are barnacles. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a shrimp is really? a crustacean. If I, if I hadn't seen shrimp as a kid and I just saw it for the first time now as an adult, I'd say, shrimp looks weird. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, periwinkles? I had to look that one up. What is that? Yeah. Is, like sea snails. Sea snails. Yep. Goat roast. Not maybe as out there as uh, Perseves. Yeah. And then, and then there's comfort foods, cast iron, roasted chicken, lamb shank. I wouldn't put those in the adventure cedar category, but those yeah. are specials that yeah. are... You forgot the lamb made. heart. We've had oh, the lamb heart. heart, right. You heart the heart. He right? does. He hearts the lamb heart. Yeah. I do. How did when, you forget that? You wrote that. Right. I know. <laughs> yeah. When I wrote that review, it took me a while to figure out how to get the actual red heart to appear in the text correctly <laughs> in the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin's definitely a more adventurous eater than I am, but he has pushed me way out of my comfort zone. So now I just close my eyes and I eat it, unless yeah. it has cilantro and sometimes fennel, but I'm getting better with fennel. So, yeah. Yes, yeah, so, and, and the, uh, the specials are 
uh, many times based on what's in season at the time. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Like the Persebes, that's only a certain time of year. Yeah. Yes. Persebes are, are, I mean, that's just once a year, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's getting, it's getting more and more popular. It is still very expensive, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like a, you either try it just because you want to try it or, or, or you've had it before and you want to revisit. That, but it, it is a, even back where they're from, in Europe, in Spain, in Portugal, they're expensive. You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like the, the influences for the food are many, like uh, Mediterranean, Eastern European, yes. maybe even some Middle Eastern influences. Uh, definitely Mediterranean, since it's kind of a bistro still, you know. Mm-hmm. The, so uh, uh, art, and there has to be Russian influence it, as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> the flavors. It, our our main goal is to marry the ingredients, so the ingredients complement each other and 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 work together. Right, bigger, better than the whole. Bigger. Yes. 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 So, um, Artem, you would talked about uh, influence from your grandmother and and so do any of these recipes have those influences do they come any of them like recipes from well home? I used to hang out in the kitchen since I was since I was little and I remember a lot of times when my grandma used to take me to the market and there was like open market and a lot of meats and like vegetables like everything and I remember the picture of the aisle when they had like Veal hats and pig hats, all the innards, mm-hmm. you know, up for sale. The offals. Yeah, all the, <laughs> all the offals. And back then, I didn't know what it is and why people sell it, you know. Mm-hmm. But now when we open the restaurant, what, when we actually into food and when we cook and when we uh, work with those ingredients, now everything, you know, comes together and now I... I'm not scared of those things like right. a lot of people are, right. you know. Right. But you and, and Tig, before you opened the restaurant, you used to get together on Mondays. It's just another manic Monday. Yeah, we used to get together on Mondays. We used to uh, play tennis. And then we just get together at his house. Mm-hmm. used to um, buy some, you know, interesting things weird stuff, you know, and play with it at home and, you know, like a lot of things that we have on the menu, a lot of things that we uh, now have on specials, we all tried them before, mm-hmm. you know, obviously three, four years ago, <laughs> what right. we did is it's different from what we're doing right we can now. Get, we can get a lot more stuff now. Right, yeah. right, <laughs> right. Yes, Corey, Corey from Centerpoint gets a lot of weird stuff for us. Right. Yes, he mentioned that, <laughs> and some stuff he can't even find. Yes, yeah. unfortunately. So your Monday night suppers at that time or dinners at that time have influenced a lot of the rest and to the specials. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very good. And to the idea of what we're doing on specials, like all the weird stuff and offals. And, yeah. Right. Camel, antelope, kangaroo. You name it. Very interesting. Yeah, you guys are like the perfect restaurant for me. When I was a kid, little kid, and we'd go out to dinner with the family, and it wasn't that often back then, maybe, you know, once or twice a month, I would look at the menu and I would go down the list of items. And the first thing I came upon that I had never eaten before, that's what I'm ordering. 
Same. Mine, oh, mine, mine was a different when I was That's younger. unusual. Yeah, it is unusual. My dad would say you could just put like something over the price list, and I would order the most expensive thing. <laughs> that was my reputation. Right. It's, <laughs> it's like my, my, my godsons, my, my, my friend's uh, sons, I'm the godfather to them. They, they offer all the weird stuff. Oh, or, yeah? Order all the weird stuff. That's awesome. They, they like livers and Chicken brains hearts. and right. hearts. And, yeah. Interesting. It's like they grew up right. <laughs> so you guys are open every day except Sunday mm-hmm. from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Yes. There are always daily specials, and there is the Wednesday Jazz Night. Every other week. Every other every other Wednesday Jazz. Yes. James Suggs and occasionally uh, some others rotating in and out. Well, there's a trio, James Suggs, Alejandro Arenas, and Stretch Bruin. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if somebody... One of them can't do it, then obviously we rotate. But we also try to get a guest performer as well. So mm-hmm. it's a three or four people, uh, very high, high quality jazz. Nice. And a very intimate atmosphere. Excellent. And we're going to wrap up real quick with, the, with a lightning round for art. There's no, no right or wrong answer. So it's either or questions. So olive oil or butter? Olive oil. <laughs> That's a tough question. <laughs> that is. It is. It's almost like a trick question. Lemon or lime? Lemon, all the way. Regarding pickles, dill or sweet? Dill. Sweetbreads or herring? That's a tough one. <laughs> that's the new one he just came up Depends with. Depends on what's in the glass. <laughs> If that's vodka, that's herring. <laughs> if it's wine, then sweetbreads. Good. Good answer. Awesome. That's the first time we, we put that one in there, and I came up with that just for you. <laughs> and then last one, ranch or blue cheese? Blue cheese. Awesome. I would have guessed every one of those. That, those would be your answers. <laughs> so check out Sola Bistro and Wine Bar. They have amazing food for people that like to eat normal food, and they have really amazing food for the adventurous eaters. Absolutely. And located at? 6700 Gulf Boulevard on St. Pete Beach. Very the nice. The foodie capital of the world. Right. St. <laughs> yeah. Pete Beach, at least. And you can also find them at solobistrosaintpete.com. Yes. Great. Or on our social media. Yes. Yes. Tegan Art, thank you so much yes, for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Thank for you for having us. us. And thank you for the wine. It was great. Yes. Cheers. We'll be right Cheers. back. Cheers. This is Chris Walker, and you're listening to CP Foodies Podcast. Word on the street is there's a new fish bar coming to town named Alto Mare, and we are super excited about this new space and its menu. Alto Mare means deep sea in Italian. It's located right next door to Anata on Beach Drive, and it's also owned by the same owners, Kurt and Mary Cucaro of Mazzaro's. They will be featuring creations from our very own rising star in the chef world, who you may know from Anata, Joshua Breen. The interior feeling, it's elegant, light, and airy, has a coastal feel, and they will be featuring specialty fish entrees from different types of seafood from all across the U.S. They will have things flown in every day, fresh. They will have a nice wine list featuring whites and bubbles with a few reds thrown in. Look for Altomari to debut in the month of January. For more information and pictures, 
please go to stpetersburgfoodies.com and read the full write-up. In case you can't tell, we can't wait for Altamari Fish Bar to open. Altamari Fish Bar will be located at 300 Beach Drive in beautiful downtown St. Petersburg. When they do open, they will be open every day at 4 p.m. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Today, our musical guest is Gloria West. Her new album, Dem Keys, just came out on Red Vinyl. Since Gloria already answered the foodies questions on a previous episode, we will have more of a discussion on the album, the song tracks, and where you can see her live this month. So today for a return visit, we have Gloria West in the house. Hi, Gloria. Hi. You were originally here on episode number two. Oh, yeah. If anybody wants to go back and listen to that, we played the song Leave the Past Behind off of the uh, new CD. And now we actually have the album out, the vinyl, on red vinyl. Uh Uh-huh. The deluxe edition. That's beautiful. Came out around Christmas, and we're just after New Year's right now. Happy New Year. Thank you. You guys as well. And it, the album is Dem Keys, uh-huh. D-E-M, Dem Keys, <laughs> which is also the name of one of the songs on the album, which is an original, actually by uh, St. Pete local Anthony Little, mm-hmm. who said, sure, you can do my song. <laughs> yeah. And when you also, we, we were, when you were here the first time, we did the foodies questions, so we don't need to do those again. Yes. But I do have a follow-up. Okay. You had said this. We're here with Gloria West uh, in the studio, and we have our Fast Five foodies questions. So, Woo-hoo. Gloria, you ready? Yes. What's your favorite food? Pickles. Pickles. Can, just, th- does it have to be like a whole meal? No. Mm. So just pickles out of a jar? Yeah. How about fried pickles? I do like those as well, yes. Have you ever had them at engine number nine? I have not. You have to. Lori says they are the best in the city. <sighs> I love pickles, man. <laughs> I will have to go try those. So we just had lunch at engine number nine, which included the fried pickles beers. Of course they did. I was there. <laughs> yes. So, h- how do you rate them? 
they were fantastic. They were hot. They were very hot. You had to actually like cut them up in advance, let them sit there for a minute or so, and then attempt to eat them. Um, but they were very, very good. They were, they were excellent. Yes. We also had uh, some gigantic burgers. Oh, yes. And you, you did good. You almost ate half of yours. Yes. And I ate all of mine. Yeah, I couldn't wait to watch her try to eat that thing. Yeah. <laughs> but giant onion rings on the, in the middle of it. I even added mushrooms because the burger wasn't big enough as it was. I'm like, right. let's stack it higher. Let's talk about the album. Where can we get it? So the physical copies, obviously we have them at all of the shows. We also ship them out. And we have some local record stores that have them. They're distributing them. St. Pete Records, uh, as well as... Daddy Cool. Daddy Cool, yep. And also at Planet Retro. So they have the vinyl. Some of them even have some of the CDs. And we are also working with CD Baby. They're going to start distributing the vinyl as well as, I believe, some of their partners, including Amazon and some other places. So if anybody has any ideas of other places that they would like to be able to go and pick up the vinyl locally, let us know, especially in Tampa, other places that aren't St. Pete. Right. And as you said, they can get them at gigs also. Yes. At live shows. We'll do a quick rundown on that. Mm -hmm. So the album has two bonus tracks that the CD has three bonus tracks. Sorry. Yes. Three bonus. She just gave me the three finger signal. (laughs) It's better than the one finger signal. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's useful for shots too. Yes. And we have a a mix of originals and some covers. Uh Uh-huh. For example, a couple of the covers that are two of my favorites. Uh, a little party never killed nobody. Uh-huh. I ain't got time for you, baby. Either you're mine or you're not. Make up your mind, sweet baby. Right here, right now is all we got. which I know from uh, the Great Gatsby movie. Yeah. And yeah, you guys actually do it in this, more in the style of the jazz age, mm-hmm. which would be you know, a, a more better fit for the movie, actually. Yeah, we take it from almost like a techno dance song to more of like a jazzy version. <laughs> yeah, and then Pure Imagination uh-huh. from the Willy Wonka movie. Yes. That's one of my favorite covers. Yeah, that's one of the new ones, the bonus tracks. Let's talk about a couple of the originals. Yeah. Something You'll Never Do. Yes. So I come to you in need Do you know what you put me through? But you just sit there quietly As you play the fool What do you want to know about it? <laughs> Well, I probably shouldn't ask who it's about. (laughs) Could be more more than one person, maybe. Yeah, you know what? That one kind of was. I was trying to remember back. So Something You'll Never Do and Leave the Past Behind, those are ones that I wrote, not as songs, but just as thoughts uh, in 2013. It was right around the time that that my dad passed away, and I was staying with my mom to kind of support her until she figured out what she wanted to do as far as her living situation. And I just remember literally like, you know, she goes to bed early and I'm a musician and I go to bed late. So I'm like, 
laying in bed with my phone and I just have all of these thoughts going through my head just about different things in my life and I um and I basically just kind of used the notepad on my iPhone and just uh, wrote them all down and I tend to write in a poetic kind of way where things mm-hmm. rhyme and kind of like fit into verses almost so and of course this was before I'd really written anything and and then you fast forward to 2016 and the executive or the, the the producer of the album, David, he goes, okay, it's time to add some originals onto the album. And I'm like, I don't have original songs. I don't know how to write songs. We got to have something. Okay, well, let me, let me pull up this stuff. I think that some of this stuff here might, uh, might be good for songs. And just the way, exactly the way that, that they were, something you'll never do and leave the past behind. I literally took what I had written down and that was the song. I didn't change words. I didn't change the flow of what I'd written. That's just what it was. And that's, that's what ended up being the song. So it was kind of like Leave the Past Behind is a little bit about my dad. I mean, Something You Never Do was something to do with one of the guys that I had been hanging out with and, you know, like the year surrounding uh, my dad or maybe a couple of the guys. I don't know. They're... <laughs> they, <laughs> that's they, a pretty cool story. That's really cool. Yeah, I was trying to remember which one it was. And I'm like, gosh, this could have worked for either. Well, now I know why I, like, I'm not talking to either of them now. <laughs> we won't mention any names, but, yeah. but you know who you are. <laughs> or do they? Or do they, exactly. So, but leave the past behind has a much more uh, positive energy to it. And it's really just about like, you know, moving forward in your life and, and being positive and being true to yourself and, and uh, not letting like the pressure of others or of the world control what you're going to do going forward. So, and yeah. it mentioned some of my tattoos in it, so. Awesome. It's a, a great message. Yeah. And it, and it uh, not to take away from it, but it, it always re- the title always reminds me of The Lion King. You got to put your behind in your past. <laughs> I love that line. Pumba. Another original is What You Mean to Me. That's one of the newer songs. Yes. And we're not going to ask who that's about either. Yes. That Unless one actually is about somebody. <laughs> I know who it is. So I guess, I mean, since I've really only technically written the three songs, yeah, that one definitely is more on, like, the the love side of things. The other two weren't really, they were more about, like, self-discovery and stuff, and that one's kind of on the love side. It's like turning a friendship into a friendship uh, with love. A, a, <laughs> a friendlier friendship. Yes. <laughs> that kind of friendship. <laughs> and did uh, Stephen Dornfeld... Uh co-write on that also yep he he wrote all of the original songs with me I did the lyrics and then we kind of uh sat down together and I said okay you know this is what I'm thinking and feeling for this song and he literally just played stuff and it just worked together extremely well and and yeah that's how that stuff happened what you mean to me we actually we were on a bit of a time crunch because we were planning on doing something with the song but then we had the opportunity to be on a TV show and they needed an original song and they needed it for a wedding, uh, actually my friend's wedding. And so we had like, I don't know, a couple of days before the recording of the wedding and, and we, I'm like, here's what I wrote and now we need to make a song out of it. And so we, we sat there and we took the afternoon and we made it into a song. And then a couple nights later, we had the guys come over and learn the song so that they could play it on TV. <laughs> That's awesome. Was that for and, uh, uh, Ursula? Yeah, for yeah. Ursula. Yep. So now the album is out. You are continue, continuing to play locally at several types of several different gigs and mm-hmm. uh, some on a regular basis, some 
uh, not in Tampa and all over St. Pete, all over downtown St. Pete. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So what's next? A national tour? Yeah, definitely. We want to do some some touring. I would really, really like to go to New Orleans. Um, we've been having people tell us for <laughs> for years now that that would be a great place to go to, that they could really hear us there and doing extremely well. <laughs> Lola would also like to go to New Orleans. <laughs> yes, we have Lola in the house with Yay! us today. Is it the- her first podcast? No. Oh, sorry. It's it's her first one with you. Yeah. Thank yes. It's, it's her first one that she had her her butt checked by the guest. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> want to say hi? Sniff, 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 sniff. Now she doesn't want to say anything. Now she's camera shy. Yeah. There's no cameras, but she's mm-hmm. mic shy. Um. So definitely New Orleans. I definitely would love to do some touring. I want to get into some of the uh, festivals, jazz festivals, mm-hmm. and and honestly, we could probably get away with some other types of festivals. Um, we tend to have a pretty versatile sound that makes people happy and enjoy themselves a beat. So yeah, just going to start working on that. Definitely coming off of a high from our New Orleans show, New Orleans, from our New Year's Eve show. They both had new in the name, uh, from our New Year's Eve show. And, uh, you set some records there. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was at the Coliseum in downtown yes. Tahiti, right? Yep, the historic Coliseum, which it's amazing the past few weeks telling people that we were going to be doing a show there. This is their 11th, was their 11th year doing the, the New Year's Eve, swing in the new year. And I'm very happy to say that I was the first uh, female-led band that, that played for the New Year's Eve show. And we broke the record that was set in 2009. It was just under 1,100 people, and we had over 1,200. So we crushed it, that and was awesome. it, it was amazing, and the dance floor was rocking all night, and, and uh, it was such a phenomenal experience. We had an eight-piece band, and uh, it was just so much fun. So like now, I'm ready. I'm exhausted still days later, but I'm so ready to go bring that energy and show and environment to, to new venues and big stages, and yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And the website is GloriaWestMusic.com. Yes, it is. Our music segment, it's always a local artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's always originals with this mm-hmm. one exception because this is the, the one cover that I always request at every yes. show. And maybe it's just because it brings me back to my childhood and yeah. because you do it so well. Oh, thank you. Here we are with Pure Imagination. Yeah. With me, and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look, and you'll see into your imagination. We'll begin with a spin, traveling in the world of my creation. What we'll see will defy explanation. Well, if you want to view their eyes, simply look around. There is no doubt I'm more to compare with pure imagination. Living there, you'll be free if you truly wish to be. Well, 
Once again, that was Gloria West with Pure Imagination from the album Dem Keys. You can find it on actual red vinyl at local St. Pete record stores and for download on all platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon. Today for lunch, we are at the Green Light Bar, and you can see my full review on the Green Light Bar on stpetersburgfoodies.com. After I did that review, Lori was kind of upset that she didn't go. Right. So I said, we need to go for lunch today. And everyone's been talking about it. And this place is just really, really cool on the inside. The outside, it kind of looks like you're going to a convenience store. And then when you go inside, it's cool. It's got a pool table. Um, The bar is actually a green light. It It is. Yeah. It's pretty cool in here. There's a nice little lounge area in the front. There's a a outdoor area with uh, games and chairs, of course. They have uh, beer, wine, and sake. And they have... Some of the best sushi in St. Pete. They really do. And we've been lacking sorely in, in great sushi. Um, but go prepared to, to wait. You're not going to be getting the best sushi in St. Pete in 10 minutes flat at your table. So just be prepared. The service is a little bit slow. But we're enjoying ourselves immensely. Um, we started off with the tuna tataki because I love tuna tataki. It was very fresh. The ponzu was light. had a citrus fusion to it. And... Normally, I don't mix, like, use soy sauce and wasabi when I eat tuna tataki, but I just did that with this one, and boy, did it make that ponzu sauce stand out. Yeah, it didn't take away from it or cover it up. It actually enhanced it. I ordered the pinwheel sashimi roll, which is wrapped in rice paper instead of rice itself. It has salmon, tuna, yellowtail, avocado, masago, and scallions, and it's drizzled with a spicy wasabi oil. It's super delicious. Lori would have rather had it wrapped with rice, but I liked yes. the rice paper. It was a little difficult to pick up in the rice paper. You were having a little... Yeah, well, it sticks, the pieces stick to each other. You right. have to kind of pull them apart. Right. I decided to order the green light roll. This is their namesake roll. It normally comes with smoked salmon, but I had it with fresh salmon today. Um, it also has cream cheese, asparagus, avocado, seaweeds, and seaweed salad, and is topped with spicy mayo, eel sauce, and green and red tobiko. This roll is by far the best roll I have had in St. Petersburg, hands down. It reminds me of my favorite roll ever, which is the volcano roll at Samurai Blue in Ybor City. Now, granted, it's missing the salmon, um, I'm sorry, the tuna and the yellowtail that comes on the volcano roll. But you couldn't really tell that. It still had so many of those awesome flavors. It might even be better because of the seaweed salad edition. This place is just really great. I'm, I'm thrilled. I can't wait to come back. Yeah, so check out the Green Light Bar in St. Pete. Our Lunchbox segment is where we read opinions and answer questions from our listeners. Please email us at lunchbox at stpetersburgfoodies.com with your opinions, feedback, and questions to be featured in this segment. This is Jason Esposito from Engine Number 9, and you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. And thanks to our guests, Tig and Art from Sola Bistro and Wine Bar. And thanks to our sponsors, Anata Restaurant and Wine Bar, Altomare Fish Bar, and engine number nine. Our announcer is Candace Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News, and our intro music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes or any other podcast app, please give us a rating, and also remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold.